Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, a beautiful day in the LBK, marred by a football game. We slice up this pie of shame next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On College for 20 bucks off your first purchase. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again, kicking off another week, but unfortunately digesting another L for the Red Raiders as they sink back below surface level. Sub 500 is the way we will spend this week with a chance to get back to 500 from Provo, Utah, but still looking back to Saturday night and taking in what went down. Red Raiders and Purple Wildcats, similar experience as we talked about on yesterday's reaction episode to so many others between Tech and K-State as they have gone the wrong way. I believe now eight consecutive times for the Wildcats over Texas Tech. But rinse and repeat, similar formula, and some things stay the same going back many years. Unfortunately, one of those things we kick off today's show with, that is a rush defense being sliced and diced. 20 years, 25, I don't know how far we want to go back, but it's been something that's happened before, and we saw it once again. And while we spent a lot of time yesterday on the reaction episode talking about some of the things that happened with your quarterback, and we mentioned some other things, we saved some time today for what I think is the biggest slice of pie that went the wrong way, Chris, and that was what happened against the K-State ground game. Let's kick off the conversation with thoughts on that from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire. Just looking at the stat sheets, you're, you're not going to win a lot of games, giving up 272 yards rushing, so we didn't play good enough for uh, run defense. They obviously had a really good plan uh, as far as bringing him into the game. Uh, I did not expect to see him that much just because Will can do a lot of that. He's just not as fast. But the, uh, the two uh, touchdowns um, that he had, and I, I believe the two touchdowns he had running, um, it was, and it looks here, he had five touchdowns, but the two last ones, you know, we didn't get the linebacker out of the box, should have had a post player, we get the ball down. Uh, we don't, we don't get lined up. And then um, a couple of different times, our backside backer is our extra guy and we're taking the easy way and going underneath the tackle instead of over the top. So a lot of it was, was fits, um, you know, that we just didn't fit the, whether it be the quarterback power or, uh, zone read, um, you know, there was twice that we're supposed to box the um, tight end coming back across, and we don't. We go underneath it, you know. And so a lot of, um, it, you know, it was a mixture. A lot of, I don't think um, on those a couple of those plays, people were trying to do too much. Happy Monday morning, people, especially <laughs> those in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. Oh um, yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, Man, this movie sucks. Um, I'm tired of. I mean, it's like I, if I could, you know, attend this movie and walk out of it. Uh, I, you know, like I, I, I did with the dude. Where's my car? Um, way back in the day, I you never found the car. No, I didn't. I, mean, I think it was with Aston Kutcher. I'm trying to remember who was in that movie. <laughs> Terrible film. Um, yeah, it. it uh, I mean, 
Jesse Ertz, Colin Klein, Skylar Thompson, Adrian Martinez, uh, and now Avery Johnson is going to win. I mean, heck, I think maybe even Will Howard was doing some of this a couple of years ago when he played a bit. Didn't play you against uh, against you a bunch last year. What, what's fascinating too is that um, Will Howard was like borderline first team preseason All Big Twelve. Dylan Gabriel won that. But this was the quarterback that he's got a ring on his finger from the Big 12 championship game that he quarterbacked and won last year. And then, you know, on Saturday night, did we watch him kind of lose his gig? I, you know, I don't know. Um, and, and it's funny because Colin Klein now is coaching, is, is responsible for coaching this position. But that now now they've at least got a couple uh, two-headed monster or maybe it's Avery Johnson's team. I don't know. But I feel like uh, that that's what – Kansas State, you know, their, their culture and, and the way they do it, they don't really try to trick you in some ways. They just kind of like on these plays, it's just they outnumber you and they block better than you can get off of blocks. And then, you know, it's just they outflank you. And like, you know, I think Joe even said it uh, on Saturday night, man, you know, to the guy that asked the question, hey, you and I could have scored on some of those. And it's just, is that, you know, and, and like the CJ Baskerville not playing in this game, does that factor in? Probably a little bit. Um, you're without Mike Dingle and Bryce Ramirez. Uh, I don't know if you were missing anybody else on defense, but th those were three guys that would have played quite a bit in this game had they been healthy right at those linebacker edge type positions, which is where they kind of attacked it. You know, Brendan Jordan, the true freshman, uh, was in there. So, but you know, I, I I don't know, but it's the same, and and, and I felt, and he could have had six touchdowns, um, because he there was one point late in the game where he kind of goes and he's got it, and he just kind of just slides down and just says, yeah, never mind, I'm gonna keep the clock rolling, I'm gonna try to get out of here, and it, or otherwise it would have been six. But and, and it's funny because there's just zero complaining about that. I, don't, I haven't seen anybody like really like frustrated with that, and it's like that is maddening to me that. They run the same thing they have for 15 years, and you just cannot get it stopped. Uh, he could have had – I mean, th think about what we're saying. Just a, a freshman quarterback came in and had five rushing touchdowns and could have had a sixth. I mean – this is like cynical Wallace type. So we, we, we should be mentioning Avery oh, Johnson's oh. name like years from now because the, it's like, I, I mean, I see the tweet after it's over, after the game. It's like Kansas State's like the NIL fund for Avery Johnson, man. Donate now, you know? And I'm like, unbelievable. Yeah, you just feel like uh, you felt like you had your rushing defense. And I think what we're now seeing kind of somewhat new, Baylor's offensive line is not very good. Okay, you work them over. I think Kansas Kansas State's offensive line is very good. They worked you over. Yes. Um, this is a an offensive line group that they had shuffled around a bit. It had, probably hasn't been what what they had hoped uh, at times. But this was this is why Kansas State was picked to finish, I guess, third in the league preseason because all five starters are back. And we had Will Howard back, but they've shuffled that around. Will Howard maybe now sharing time or been replaced, as we've talked about. But I thought I thought they got the better of you on most of the night. And when you really needed to get that stopped, yes, you 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 you. There were some times in early in the game where you kind of 
you, you had some answers for it. But when they really needed to run Avery Johnson and really needed to convert something or make a play, they got it 100% of the time. And it was just uh, – it's frustrating to watch because you just feel like – I mean, you, you, you just feel like there's nothing you can do to beat these guys because they're always going to go to that bread and butter, which you haven't had an answer for in 12 to 14 years, it seems like. You know, I mean, I just – well. And it's still frustrating to me, Chris, because I felt like there were various points as the game went on where the defense somewhat was left hung out to dry, I guess. I don't know about hung out to dry, but just the similar theme to what we've seen in previous weeks. So I have that thought, but I have to compartmentalize it whenever you're thinking about 250 on the ground giving up, right? So it's <laughs> it's yeah, two, 272, I think. It all sucks. It yeah. all sucks whenever you lose a game that way, and that is yeah. the K-State way because I think one of the most – disheartening things just for me as a fan first today's episode brought to you by game time and you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events and with game time you won't because it's always a breeze using the game time app where you're going to find killer last minute deals views from every seat and their lowest price guarantee game time is deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins which means game time is the place to find last minute seats for any event the fastest, easiest way to buy tickets, and not just fast, but it's also secure and simple to use when you download the Game Time app. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, creating an account, and then use our code Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. That's Locked On College, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E. Locked on college for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use our promo code locked on college for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today for last minute tickets at the lowest price. Guaranteed. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the most exciting way to test your skills and play daily fantasy sports and a great way to add juice to any game, anytime. And if you've got the game, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps, easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and a giant selection of players, projections, and stat categories are just part of what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to prizepicks.com slash college. That's prizepicks.com slash college, and use our code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, right now, Prize Picks is going to match your first deposit up to $100 with the promo code locked on college at prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I think one of the most disheartening things, just for me as a fan, which matters nothing, but for me as a fan to come away from this game feeling like, okay, well, I got a clear answer as to what the defense actually is. We asked that question last week because. We were considering some wild swings in some previous weeks. You had the night in Waco. You had the first half against Houston. The second half, very different. Okay, what are you really? Got an answer, and it wasn't really one I liked as a fan because uh, there's no question to me, Chris, that as you continue to go through these subsequent weeks, like I said, preseason, your defense will take you as far as you can go. It is the most reliable aspect of your team for whatever that is worth. That's where all the age was, you know, and a yeah. lot of the yeah. The and I know there's injuries. And, I mean, you've mentioned yeah. them. We're not just like ignoring those, but uh, that, that's probably the most disappointing thing, aside from the loss in general, that I take away from this game. Well, it, answer I didn't want. Yeah, and 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 think about it in these terms, um, because even when the defense was fresh, okay, um, how many how many times did you ever put Kansas State in a position to where 
you pressured them or there was a potential turnover or uh, uh, getting the ball on the ground or a sack or any of those plays that we saw in Waco. And it just really never, it, it, it wasn't, you know, it didn't exist. I also think it's, it's funny because you mentioned that about your, your you know, the, the offense or the defense being hung out to dry. I, I thought uh, the special teams part of it, um, you know, was, was odd in that you tried to, you elected to bring some of those kicks out. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and, and again, this is a few weeks removed from a, a one being brought out and you go the distance and kind of almost turn that game around a little bit because of a long return for Dre McCray. This is why I wouldn't be good with the analytics stuff. I'm too old, I guess, to understand because I'm always a bird in the hand guy. <laughs> Man, if I if I'm if I'm four yards in, I catch it. I'm taking it to my free twenty five yards every time, and, and and on the one off chance that you do return it or bust one. And Texas Tech, to their credit, they have busted a long return in most games, not for a touchdown, but you've gotten to the 35, 40, or even fifty yard line several times. Uh, a few of those have been called because of a penalty and all that, but you you've really made the defense or the the coverage unit stress because your ability to return it. And I know you're trying to make a play. However, you're 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 putting your own offense in a bind uh, with that as well and um but yeah, well, it wasn't right. just the return either. Special teams issues. Yeah, the the punt that was allowed to roll into the end zone. <laughs> I was starkly contrasted with the one K-State pinned at the 1-yard line. It's yeah. just it's the example was, you knew would be there but you hate to have. I was right there by uh Kenny Perry and Cam Watts, uh, you know, just just near the 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 edge of the sideline or whatever, and that play happened on the on the what would that be the southwest corner uh, of the end zone, and Cam Watts was coming off the field. Kenny Perry's making his way through a variety of people. They had a fairly heated conversation, um, and I I don't think Cam ever knew that the ball was right there. He was trying to almost like a uh, address the the returner and block him up yeah. or just did, didn't wasn't paying attention but the ball is just right there and you know I, I you could hear Kenny Perry from a distance yell just get to the end zone and then turn around and so you know but he just so yeah that was uh, K-State did it I mean it's that uh -huh. it's those areas the 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 areas of detail you know the little things that you and know special, it's gonna yes. do well and your special teams had been really good uh but it, it's like for whatever reason it's like you know Kansas State has this like hex on you that you just don't do some of the things that you've been really good at doing uh but it's, it's funny because yeah you mentioned the rush defense right I mean so Treshawn Ward who hasn't even hasn't been really uh, what everybody thought he would be, the transfer from Florida State. Um, he goes for 118 on you. I mean, he And he had been either the backup or splitting carries and all that, but he goes for 118 yards on you. The quarterback who gets in the end zone five times that didn't even start the game, he goes for, I think, 90 yards. DJ Giddens, who starts the game, I think he went for 60 yards rushing. So you can talk about being gassed or being hung out, but I mean, there's a there's a yeah. body of work of they they ran the ball for 200 and I think 72 yards on you, and it was just uh, it, yeah. Th there's Don't nothing more that. yeah. There's nothing more that like that just attacks your manhood as a football team than when people just can run it for a variety of yards. And again, and I and I get it. You you want to be able to do this to the opposition. And you did to a certain extent. I know we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you didn't do it as much in the second half as maybe uh, people would have hoped. 
over six and a half yards uh, gained on average for K-State every first down. Now, that is tough sledding whenever second and third arrive if you're giving them almost seven <laughs> on that first grab. Credit to the Wildcats. Uh, they do what they do, and they did it again to the Red Raiders. As Chris alluded to there, Texas Tech has, well, wanted to, and in some cases has achieved it, but has wanted to be a little more black and blue as far as what you've offered up with Taj Brooks in the ground game. And, you know, one of the things that we saw again, Chris, was I guess some things to point to statistically as far as, say, a yards per carry average for Brooks versus uh, a carries total that maybe you feel like, you know, didn't ratio out just quite right. And that's been something that's somewhat familiar as far as prior conversations in previous weeks. But then you also add the layer of the freshman quarterback being inserted. And honestly, I think this conversation stays the same with Baron Morton now. Whether it's a freshman or a banged up, quote unquote, veteran. I don't even know if we can call him a vet, but you get what I'm saying. The conversation kind of stays the same. Are you going to be winding up needing to cover for a quarterback or compensate for a quarterback? I want to get to that specific point in just a moment with you, Chris. But first, let's take a listen to Joey McGuire, who was asked about you know, statistically some of what we saw from Taj Brooks and could there have been more covering up or aiding of Jake Strong with more carries for Brooks and in general, how it went for the Texas Tech ground game as they met what I think arguably is uh, the toughest rush defense matchup that they faced to this point in the season. Let's take a listen to Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire. You know, we were getting hit at the line of scrimmage whenever we did just hand the ball off and those guys were having a fight for one or two yards. We were playing behind the sticks. And so um, they were giving us uh, some things in the passing game. And that was a situation of uh, now the big run that he had, they went zero. He checked to the option. Um, and first time we were able to pitch it, pick up a few yards, we came back, they gave us the same look, we went to the option, uh, they took the pitch and he had that long run and then we were able to get in the end zone. Um, but, you know, they did a really good job of mixing it up and did a really good job of, um, um, you know, taking the run away at certain times, you know, to get us in some of those passes. You look at those carries, like there's a lot of those carries at the end of the half when they're playing two man. You know, and so they're giving us, like he had that one big run at the end of the second half that they're giving us the box. You know, they're expecting us to throw the ball. And so um, with that, um, I think some of those run, like it's not saying that we shouldn't have, but I think some of those yards of bigger runs are a little bit deceiving um, because just as many times as or a few times that we did pop one, we're getting hit at the line of scrimmage because of the way they're run blitzing. Yeah, the, the two play calls for me, and, and who, you know, is it is it the wrong read? Is it a check into? I have no idea. But um, was, I think you're, it's 31-21, you're down, but you are going in to score. And I can't remember the exact yard line you're on, but you're, all, you're in the red zone, I think. You're on the 10 or 15 yard line. And you throw one to the corner, throw a kind of a jump ball to Jerron Bradley, and the safety rolls over. I don't think Jake Strong ever saw him. Boy, you would have loved to have run it there, even if you just get stopped, because at least you got three in your back pocket and you can kind of stay in the game. But you took a you took a shot. I just don't think Jake saw saw who it was, uh, saw the safety rolling over. The other one was the the fourth and three when you you threw one up the sideline and it just didn't look like that ever had a chance to be completed. I mean, Bradley wasn't really open. He kind of got ran out of bounds and. 
Uh, the ball was, I think, overthrown, and you know, it just it, it, that those were the two that well, you'd like to have back, and it makes you just if you could do it over again, would you do something different there? Um, and I'm not, I don't know, you know, I, I didn't. I'm watching it at field level and all those things, and and I, I can look at the box score, and I guess I need to go back and watch the game, but I don't know enough about how much they were run blitzing, and I knew Taj, you know, his numbers are skewed because he, he did have one fairly long run that adds to his average. Uh, you know, there at the end of the half when he, you know, almost got in the end zone uh, and then ended up, I guess, ended up getting in the end zone in the next uh, play or whatever. But I don't know, man. Losing sucks. That's all I, I can tell you. <laughs> I really do wonder if you kind of have a collection of pieces right now that are a little disjointed with what you want your offensive vision to be. And how much can you even, you know, evolve that in the middle of a season? Because it does seem like what you do best with your pieces right now is move forward in a powerful way with the ground game. But as I continue to watch the game develop, and I'm thinking about some of, as Coach McGuire alluded to, some of that contact you know, at the line of scrimmage for the ball carrier, it always has to come after contact, it seems like, for Taj Brooks. Oh, yeah. I think about, again, you know, one back shotgun set. I, I don't know. Is that is that the mold for the pieces that you have? And, again, I'm not saying right or wrong. Like, hey, you know, turn it into this wing tee in the middle of the season. I just really wonder, like, these pieces that are in place, you know, how, how well do they fit in for what Zach Kittley what, really wants to do? And how much can you actually adapt within a season if they don't fit that well? And good grief, now we're talking about a third quarterback being used to add to that. That's that's my point, too. First, today's episode brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Changing the non-alcoholic beer game, and it's time for your game-changing moment of the week. This week, it's first and 10 for Tech after K-State takes a 24-21 lead with 234 left in the third quarter when K-State's VJ Payne picks off a pass and returns it to the Tech 11 where Avery Johnson would punch it in one play later for his fourth touchdown of the night and a two-score lead the Wildcats wouldn't relinquish. And just like that moment, Athletic Brewing Company is changing the game with non-alcoholic beer that, wait for it, tastes good. Great tasting, award-winning, and you're going to find more than 50 styles at Athletic Brewing dot com but what you won't find ever is a hangover with athletic brewing company so change the game by finding athletic brewing company's non-alcoholic beer at a store near you or online at athleticbrewing.com and right now first-time customers can get 15 percent off your first online order by using the code locked on that's locked on for 15 percent off your first online order near beer exclusions and conditions apply find athletic brewing company at athleticbrewing.com Fit for all times. That's my point, too, is like, you know, because you've got all these receivers on scholarship, you know, a lot of like offensive skill. And that's part of why you do want to you've got to use some of these guys and and throw it to them. Um, and you don't have a lot behind Taj. I mean, Cameron Valdez shows glimpses, but he's not ready to be like the every down. I mean, I'm already already looking ahead, like thinking about next year. Like, what's your running back position going to look like next year? <laughs> right. You know, I mean that that's the that's the harsh reality. As good as Taj is, okay, well he's not in there. It's like it's it's pretty, you know, meh. You know, and I, I do think uh, you know Cole Spencer not being in there. I think Mason Tharp not being in there. Th those affect the run games too. And you you want to win, and this just hasn't been what anybody thought. But I don't think anybody thought that you'd be talking about Jake Strong as a potential starter uh, in mid October either. But here we are. Like I said. Here we are at another professional Chris Level segue as well, because <laughs> I think you painted a, a nice picture here to wrap up our conversation for today. Let, let's get to this quarterback conversation and how it impacts the offense at large. Looking ahead this week or beyond, 
because I think, as I've already stated, whether it's a freshman or it is a hobbled, and maybe I'm overestimating, you know, how hobbled Baron Morton would be, but good grief. You just went with a freshman because he couldn't go the final two quarters. Either one of those guys, to me, is leading to a question of how you adjust or evolve your offense to best suit what the quarterback situation is. Um, but, Chris, I don't know that – I don't know. I mean, just like you said there, are you good enough to, like, go impersonate K-State and only throw it 18 times? Well, I, I don't know. But <laughs> if you're trying to get away from some of these things that have not been kind to you as far as the passing game, do you veer more toward that with an injured – or inexperienced quarterback, or do you stick to what you've been doing? What do you anticipate, which, just kind of with what you've seen over the last couple of years with Zach Kittley, how he'll treat this? Well, and, and and one of the things, too, is regardless of the situation, people around whoever is playing quarterback need to play better. Um, and I, I, think, sure. I think the defense has to make something happen. Special teams need to make something happen. Th those, those things need to – you know, you talk about complementary football. Well, you know – somebody's going to have to help uh, whoever it is, whether it's compromised QB or uh, young, inexperienced QB. And it's not like Barron's got a ton of experience. He's got more than Jake Strong does, obviously. Uh, right. But, you know. And I forgot to mention earlier, you're the only defense that didn't turn over K-State this year. I mean, even Southeast Missouri, whatever, did that. And, and I, I just, yeah, it's like you did. You just didn't, you know. Like you're talking about there, you got to compliment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's what – because they take three and they, they practice it and they talk about this and that's when they're at their best is when they're creating those turnovers. But it just – and some of these big games, like the, the the two home games that you've lost this year, zero turnovers forced against mm. Oregon Oregon and um, uh, Kansas State. And I guess I guess as I'm thinking about it – and I'm not, I'm not counting like fourth down, you know, turnovers on downs, but like you've turned it over, what, seven times to zero in those two games. And, and gotten and gotten zero takeaways, so yeah. You want to know why you've you've lost uh, against Oregon and Kansas State? Well, you, you pretty much look no further than that right there. Uh, and again, everybody's at fault. Uh, you know, stop turning it over, but you got to create some too. And you just you just didn't. Um, but I, as far as what you you try to put together, with that's the thing is, I, uh, who all's in and who all's out? How how healthy are you? There, there's some of that that you would love to know. But, yeah, you'll continue to establish Taj Brooks. And I think the thing about BYU, this will be more of like a – I don't know. like a, It won't be some kind of shootout. Um, so I don't think you'll need to go score a ton of points to go win. But, you know, what What I do is I play really smart. And maybe I'm maybe I, I'm not as aggressive on the fourth downs and then we play field position a little bit. Maybe, maybe you do the whole Iowa State thing when it was really cold in Ames last year and you kind of – play to flip the field a little bit and kind of not, you know, put your defense in a bind by kind of tossing that book to the side. Maybe that's one of the big changes you make, but that'd be more of a, a whole philosophy on, on this game scenario than it would be for a quarterback. But if, if it's Jake, you know, because what they'll tell you is he's really smart. He's tough. He gets by on some grit and moxie, not the biggest guy, uh, he's, he certainly doesn't have elite level arm strength. He's got good arm and all that, but it's not like he's got a, you know, hose uh, on, on the right side of his body or anything like that. And, and, and I think you give him easy, manageable throws. I think you try not to ask him to do too much. Um, and so, you know, with your quick game and your, your running game and some screens and things like that, but you also, the defense knows this too. It's like, let's move everybody up. And that's where the, right. you, you've got to take some shots 
down the field just to keep everybody honest. Otherwise, they just say, here's all 11, man. Good luck. We're not letting you do all this silliness <laughs> on the perimeter or up front. And BYU is going to come in very frustrated, too. I mean, they got their head handed to them in Fort Worth. So these are two teams now that are coming off of uh, frustrating losses, and they'll be looking to bounce back in Provo. And if they offer those 11, what do you do? You get a seal here and a seal here, and you go up the alley. If that's in the playbook, I'm not quite sure. I haven't seen every page. But Who's that, Vince Lombardi? Who are you going there? The great uh, one, yeah. Well, the uh, great one is Jackie Gleason, yeah. but the other great one, Vince okay. Lombardi. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's what we saw Saturday night. Like, do whatever you want with your 11. We're still going to build this alley and just shred right through it yeah. with this guy in a purple shirt. Frustrating to watch. And as we've touched on already, defensively, you've got your own things to consider here this week. The majority of the attention will be paid to the quarterback situation, I am sure. But just like we've alluded to here, if we're talking about, okay, how do you help the quarterback offensively? That's one conversation, but another one to add to it is, I don't know, play better defense, better special teams, better everything. That's going to help out the quarterback as well. Hope for a little more clarity after we hear from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire here today, possibly on what to expect with the quarterback position. And of course, just hoping for good things in general as far as that health and wellness watch uh, is concerned. It continues for another week with a fairly crowded list, but uh, hopefully a bounce back week. Turn our attention to the Cougars in just a couple of days, but plenty more to get to this week with you on Locked On Texas Tech. So hope to see you then. Chris, thanks for the time as always, man. Enjoyed it. Enjoy your Monday, people. Hopefully uh, everybody enjoyed the clips and all the shenanigans that went on outside of our sports world this past weekend. But uh, we've got another week of sports uh, upon us. Uh, Red Raiders, uh, big game this weekend, so we'll be here all week. Appreciate it. That's right. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts, and we hope to see you back here for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.